0: Hi, everybody. I'm Michael Loss from the Gazette in Cedar Rapids, and it's my pleasure to introduce a new podcast. It's called Teed Up with Connor and Patrick. Connor and Patrick McCaffrey, of course, of the Iowa men's basketball team, and they're going to have a guest each show, each week. We're going to be doing these a couple of times a month during basketball season, and we'll let you know a day or two out when the next one's going to be. And uh, this week's, or this show's guest is Joe Tassant, one of their teammates and good friends. And so we're thrilled about having these three here and and starting this. Uh, I wanna tell you why we chose who we chose. Uh, This summer I saw that a couple of Indiana football players were doing a podcast and under the new NIL laws, they could do that and get paid. I thought that maybe it'd be good to have Iowa basketball do the same. Connor and Patrick are a couple of smart, articulate, funny guys. And uh, they've lived the life. They've played at the highest level of college basketball. They're from Iowa City. They've been around big time basketball their whole lives. And they have a lot to share and a lot of people they're gonna bring in here, I I am uh, understanding. So, and also the Manning Brothers thing made me think that this would be a good idea. If you've seen them on ESPN2 on Monday Night Football, maybe this will be our version. Uh, We are sponsored by Hames Homes. And uh, I wanna make sure that I uh, tell you about them. They are the Homes people providing quality homes in beautiful neighborhoods for over 50 years. View their homes online at Hameshomes.com or visit their sales office at the corner of Wilson Avenue and West Post Road in Cedar Rapids, seven days a week. And with that, I will get out of the way. Connor, Patrick, Joe, take it away.
1: Very excited. Very excited for this. I will be, obviously, kind of the main host because when I asked Patrick, uh, you know, if he had any notes for this, he was like, oh, you know, I think we'll just wing it. And so I was (laughs) like, okay, well... That probably won't necessarily work for an hour <laughs> or whatever we're going to do this for. So I will be probably the main one, but we are happy to have Joe T. Joe T, how you doing, my guy? Sure. I'm
2: uh, feeling good. Feeling good.
1: Patrick, got any any notes to start us with? Myself, uh, Probably introduce myself, the more important co-host. Also, I'd like to identify myself as the most uh, important McCaffrey brother, I'd say also, that, and that includes Jack. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this. Thanks, Mike, for giving us this platform and opportunity to talk about all types of different stuff. I think we're going to bring a lot of interesting guests on and we're going to have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. So I'm really excited moving forward. Yeah, yeah, for sure. for for sure. All right, let's get into it. Joe T. So growing up in New York, growing up in New York, let's start, you know, let's start an early age just growing up in the Bronx, you know, the, the amount of hoopers that have come from New York city, you know, growing up. I mean, I'm sure that it's kind of like you don't really, you know, everybody's just playing basketball. You know, it's not like, it's almost like you don't even have a choice, you know, whether you're playing with in your neighborhood with your friends um, you're playing for your little school team, a little travel team. What what was that? What was that all like for you? Just when did you get into basketball and and everything else that you did?
2: Um, I started playing basketball kind of late. Uh, I used to play soccer because my uh, my dad uh, was on a Hades team, so I used to go with him um, on the field and stuff. And he just, you know, he didn't really teach me, but just watching him and his friends on the field, I just taught myself how to play. soccer, to be honest. So, like, I would go with him on, like, Sunday runs and stuff and, you know, just play soccer. and That's how my, you know, I was always, you know, in shape and stuff. He was always, like, a little athlete. But then I used to just follow my brother around, to be honest. So, like, he he used to play soccer as well. Not, maybe not as serious as me, but he, like, put the soccer ball down there and just picked up basketball one day. And then, to be honest, I just, I followed him. And I was, like, I want to say, like, 10, 11 years old when I did that. And so, like I didn't really know too much about it to be honest, I was just very fast and I would just like run to the hoop on the both ends you know to be honest i didn't i, I didn't I didn't know what I was doing, but Not, not much has changed, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I was just you know what I'm saying I was just I didn't really know too much and you know I would go to the park, pick up all you know just run hoop to hoop and really have skill you know just and that's how to be honest that's how it all started right there um. Just park down the street, you know. Just walk, walk to the park. Try to play with my brother and stuff. And my brother's best friend, we like consider him my brother. Like we call him my brother too. But he, um, he, he used to play for my mentor. Now uh, his name was Tony Wright. He used to play for him, and he came and told me, What? And like he was like, "Damn, Joker, you're so fast." He used to call me Joker. He's like, "Joker, you're so fast!" Like. Why are you not skilled? Like, you know, why don't you take the serious things, stuff like that? So one day I went to the gym with him and I just started working with him every single day. And then ever since then, that's where that's where my basketball career started.
1: OK, so now that like, kind of moving into like like so you talked about like the early days, um, there is something that I wanted to bring up. Uh, can you talk about an eighth-grade AU game that actually took place in Las Vegas between the New York Rens and the Iowa Barnstormers and just kind of talk about uh, the results of that game and uh, who won and, uh, more importantly, who lost?
2: If I'm being honest, I don't think I remember very very clearly what happened. So, like, next question, please. But, but, but we won.
1: I just, want, <laughs> I just want that on the record. The Barnstormers won. <laughs> it's funny because we didn't even know that, like, well, obviously I knew that I was on the team, but like we didn't even know until we talked about it, like yeah, once he got to college. <laughs> like I knew I didn't know I had no him yeah, yeah, before when we were fourteen until I got to
2: college. But oh, I wait, just on the record that my how team How did that conversation played. even came up though? Like I don't, I don't even, even know how that conversation came up.
1: I don't know how it came up either. I really don't. I think I think you told me you played for the Rens and I was like, Well, we played the Rens and then you were like and you were like, Where? And I said, Vegas. Vegas, Shit, like, well, Vegas. I was on the team. Oh yeah, yeah, that was an interesting thing. But yeah, no, just so the record shows, uh, the Barnstormers won. <laughs> so now that we're past that, uh, moving into high school, uh, like you were Mr. Basketball finalist, broke the all-Mashburn <laughs> scoring record, played for Cardinal Hayes. Uh, I All mean, you had a role there. Yeah, all-time leading scorer at Cardinal Hayes. Like You had a really good career. Uh, just kind of like going to that, like what went into your decision? Because I know Cardinal Hayes is a private school, so you like, kind of had your choice of like high school. So what went into your decision to go to Cardinal Hayes?
2: Uh, That was definitely my relationship with the coach, uh, Joe Lodes, and his relationship with my family. Um, He just did a really good job that, you know – oh, sorry. Okay. he's getting a call. Sorry. But – he, he did a really good job uh presenting himself to you know me and my family, and uh, just the way he carried himself you know he was a he was a nice nice man you know and just you no know, I just went to the school and I just I loved it to be honest you know of course it was an all boys school and I at first I was just like I mean I can't do this like that I, I, I just can't I can't I need
1: chips man
2: yeah. but like you know. The Teachers were nice. Man, the principal was nice. Everything about the school was just fine. You know, like I, I, I actually learned. I learned. Learned a lot there. To be honest, surprising, but I, I learned a lot there.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't but know. The, you, would, you wouldn't. The, know.
2: <laughs> is it true
1: that you can see Yankee Stadium from your high school?
2: Yeah, but you will have to be at the far end of the school, though but you can't
1: it, but you can actually but you can see it like at some point at your high school like that's how close you are
2: Correct correct that's okay. how close I was yeah So just for for record when Joe
1: T and I both had our surgeries this offseason, we this is how little Joe T liked baseball and the Yankees <laughs> growing up you can see Yankee Stadium from his school It's opening day it's noon. There is nothing on TV. There's nothing going on. I turn on, I'm like, oh, yo, Joe, like, you want to watch the Yankees? Like, you're from the Bronx. Like, let's watch the Yankees. And he's like, yeah, 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 bro. Let's watch it. He lasted a half inning before he was like, yeah, bro, can we turn this? He's like, yeah, we can turn it off. Like, this is, it was like, I mean, how do you watch this? This is so boring. Like, what, <laughs> like, what, are, what are they even doing? Why do they take so long in between pitches? <laughs> He's like, bro, it's a lost cause at that but, point. Like, I, I was also like, okay. want to add to the record that that attention span that he has kind of carries over to, to everything. <laughs> so, like, it's not just baseball that he, like, can't pay attention <laughs> yes. to. It's it's life. So, so it just, it, there's, there's a lot of care over there. So, I'd also like to share that. That's probably why, also, Joe, you did tell me at one point that, You were a regular in detention at Cardinal Hayes because (laughs) because not because you ever did anything bad. Very good kid. Never got in trouble. It was because you were always late. Patrick, can you believe that he's (laughs) late? Does that surprise you at all? I I mean, it it does not surprise me at all, because (laughs) if if Joe Tucson says he's going to pick you up or do something, you and he sells you a certain time, you need to add on probably twenty-five minutes to said time <laughs> that was like discussed because oh man, I was in the shower, oh man, I was I was doing I had to get food, I was hungry. He, he no, takes long showers and listen, uh, bro, I, I just, to be clean. the
2: thing the thing with me is I just don't like rushing, you know. what I mean I, I just don't like rushing, I just like to you know take my time. There's,
1: There's nothing you wrong de- with that. I definitely take your time. That is a you five, do. So. I had one more thing I wanted to throw in here from, before we move on from high school. Um, Talk to me. There is, a, there is a story that has been pieced together through my dad and I think from you a little bit that on a certain day in March, you were nowhere to be found at school. Like nobody could find you. They were looking <laughs> everywhere for you. Nobody could find you. And so the coach, the basketball coach and the dean – we're looking everywhere for you, and all of a sudden they found you like in like a janitor closet upstairs, watching Iowa versus Cincinnati in the NCAA tournament. And you, they were like, "Boy, like get back to get back to class," and you're like, "Throw me out of school!" Like I'm watching this game. Like throw me, out of I'm not going back. Like kick me out. I want to know like what truth there is to that, and what has been fabricated through the people.
2: Uh, I mean. Oh, that sounds true, to be honest with you. Oh uh, <laughs> I like had I had like the alert on my phone that NCAA March uh March madness like alert like when what time you guys play and stuff. So like I was in I I wanna say I was in lunch before or I was in like my last period of class before lunch. So like I got the alert. And like me and my friends we usually like watched uh like basketball games and like TV, like upstairs and like I wouldn't say like it was a media room or uh, it was some kind of room though. It was, but like, it was in a cut. So you couldn't really see it. And we weren't supposed to be in there, but you know, I was always in there just watching things. (laughs) (laughs) So so the time, the time came and I'm like, all right, I told, well, I told Tyrese at the time, I told him, I said, listen, bro, if anybody asks where I'm at, just say, I went to the nurse. Tell him I went to the nurse. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Tell him I wasn't feeling well. Tell him I wasn't feeling well. And my my stomach hurt, so I'm gonna go lay down and nurse until the end of school. So I go I go upstairs. I go to the room. you know, I'm, I'm I'm fine. Nobody nobody said anything to me for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. So then I start getting like all these texts from my teammates, like where you at? Like coach was looking for you. He said they're. I'm just ignoring it. I'm just watching the game. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just talk to him after the game. So they couldn't find it. Next thing you know, I hear my name on a loudspeaker. <laughs> like, come to Southeast. Come to the main office. The thing is, I didn't go though. I still didn't go. Like I, I still was, I still was there You're watching still it. There. Yeah, I still stayed there. So I was watching it, and then I want to say like, literally five minutes later, like all of my teachers came upstairs with my coach and my principal and just like came to, came into the room and they're like, "Oh, so this is where you was this whole time?" And I'm like. Yeah, like I'm. I'm sorry, I just lost track of time. You know, things like that. And then they just said, "All right, go back to class." And then I went back to class. Sadly.
1: So, so the moral of that story is Tyrese didn't do his job at all. <laughs> that, that was the moral. That's what I got out of that story is that Tyrese was not locked in,
2: like whatsoever. He he let me down. He, he let me down. He let me down. Oh, big <laughs> time! Big time! It's alright though. You I wish I watched a big part of the game though. Like I, I watched. When you guys um were coming back, with, with very very good, very good, very interesting. You know, I was I was in there cheering. You know, so my far. favorite
1: part of that story that you didn't you didn't quite get to was like uh, this actually was the Tennessee game where you told like. <laughs> Like, cause like, obviously that game didn't start out very well for the Hawks. Like we were, we were down big, <laughs> yeah. but then we came. so everybody was texting Joe, like, oh, like they suck. Why are you going there? Like, whatever, yeah. like oh, they're horrible. And then they came and Joe didn't respond to anybody, did not respond. And then we start coming back and Joe's like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> like, like You guys are all stupid.
2: Like, I, was, I was, I was responding. I was responding to literally everyone. Everyone who texted me I responded back to them everybody. And like I was like jumping up and down. My mom was telling me, "Boy, if you don't get your feet off my couch." <laughs> yeah, <you know, laughs> you know, she was like telling me calm down to, it. but I was I was really happy for you guys. I'm not going to lie.
1: Okay, now you touched on something that's important. Um your mom. One of my favorite people on this earth and I like like the sweetest woman you'll ever meet. And I know that you have a really strong relationship with your mom. She calls you two, three times a day. You guys talk very often. Just you want to touch on that for a little bit?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah it's just like you said, um, you know, she's just, just a very, very important part of my life, to be honest. Um, she's really the reason why I play basketball, to be honest with you. Um, like, I, I enjoy basketball and stuff. Like, I, I love basketball. But to be honest, I don't to be honest, I'll I be fine, like just not playing basketball anymore, to be honest with you. But I just want to do it because I feel like she deserves, you know, way more than what we have right now. And I just, you know, I just feel like I can I can get her that with, you know, my skill and my potential. So the reason, you know, the reason why I do what I do is because of her. And she's just I feel like, you know, she she made so many sacrifices for me. Um, Yeah. So like. She, I just feel like you know she's she's really my heart in human, human form. So like everything I do is for her. Like I, I barely do things for myself, to be honest with you. So, you know, that's that's just that's just because she just took care of me, my brother, my sister since we were young. I mean, my dad wasn't always in the picture, so you know, I know how hard it was for her to work hard, and that's why I always, you know, work as hard as I can every single day, every time I wake up and I thank God for her every single day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think she I think she's also our, more, our most supportive Instagram follower as well. Because yeah, whenever any of post a picture, she just comments hearts. Like she loves us, <laughs> loves everybody. Hearts, hearts, like you guys are the best. Like She always like picks me up. If I'm in a bad mood and I see your mom comment on my picture, I'm just like in a good mood. No, it's like my favorite she's, thing when like me. she'll call you and like you just like hand me the phone and I answer. She's oh, Patrick! And she's like so happy. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll talk to her for like five minutes. It's awesome. No, she's she's seriously so awesome. I love your
2: mom. Nah, yeah, yeah. she's she's, she's yeah. a great lady, great soul, a great soul. You know, she's just very just you don't meet a lot of people like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: All right, let's uh let's touch on quick um before we move on to the recruiting process and stuff. Um, you played for a phenomenal. AAU team from New York. You had I'll let you, you know, hit on the hit on the players that were on your team, but talk to us about what that was like playing on the EYVL, one of the best teams in the country. Um, you know, the the amount of coaches that had to have been at your games, you know, just all of the players that you played with. Talk to us about what what that was like. And Patrick, you you would probably know more about this as well. Um, you know, what what was that experience for you like?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, so obviously, you know, the those three circuits, but the EYBL circuit was the best one just because, like, you know, that's where most of the talent was or, like, the rankings don't really matter, but, like, that's where, like, where the top, like, 50 players were, most of them. So, like, I just felt like, you know, playing playing on the EYBL circuit, first of all, it was a blessing. Not everybody has the opportunity to do that and play in front of the, you know, all the college coaches from all the D1 schools in America, so, like, I, I want to say that was a blessing at first. But it was also – you know, it was fun. It was fun and a learning experience, you know. Um, You know, uh, I, I played with uh, Cole Anthony, James Booknight, Ishmael Masu. you know, a bunch bunch of people who were either in the league, the G League, or still in college just like me you now. And, I mean, I just want to say it was a fun experience, you know. Um, We had a really good coach. Uh, his name is Terrence uh, – Terrence Williams, we call him Munch. I forgot how he how he got his nickname. I, I'll, I'll probably figure it out soon. But yeah, we played for Terrence Munch, and he he also had a bunch of pros before him. So that's that's the reason why I chose um, PSA to be honest, and also because Cole is my best friend. But he also developed really good players, like we had like Quade Green, Mobamba, Brandon Randolph, um, Chris McCullough, Terry Larry. You know, just but the list goes on. So like he. He, he had a bunch of pros and overseas guys and, you know, a, a bunch of great point guards. So that's that's why I wanted to continue, you know, that just that tradition from, you know, being a New York card that plays for Munch. So I just I just want to say that experience was it was fun. It was fun. Nice. Um, He taught me a lot about, you know, playing at the next level for, you know, obviously your dad now. But, you know, being a point guard for a big time program, you know, it's no joke. You know, it's no joke. and I, And I learned a lot from him.
1: For sure, for yeah. sure. All right, so now you said there was a ton of coaches at your guys' games. Kind of talk about your recruitment process a little bit, like what schools, like, were recruiting you, the artists or whatever, oh, and then, like, like, where you visited, and then, like, kind of get into why you ended up uh, choosing. Uh, talk about your visit here and then why you ended up choosing Iowa. All uh, right,
2: uh, well, my, if I'm being honest, I don't really remember my recruitment process like that. Um, it's not surprising. I, <laughs> <remember> uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah. So, well, I'm gonna start off uh the coaches out there. Well, so we had like the number one point guard in the class, also with James Booknight and Ishmael Masood and Joel and a whole bunch of people. So, my my games, I I had literally every school at my games at all my games. I had every school. So, like playing in front of those coaches. I mean, at first I was I was nervous because I'm like, I mean. You know, this could be the only shot I get at, you know, playing D1 or, you know, I just put a lot of pressure on myself. But eventually, you know, I just I just became used to it. So it, it was nothing after, like, the first session. But it, it was really nice, you know, playing in front of coaches and showing them what you can do. And um, to my recruiting process, oh, I'm just go from my final four schools. It was Iowa, Wichita State. UNLV and uh, Dayton. So, I want to say my fr- well, I got like I had like all the A10 schools my freshman year, uh, just because you know they're they're all like close by on the East Coast, and like you know all the coaches just came to watch me in my open gym and things like that my freshman year. So I had like all the A10 schools, but um, as I got older, I realized you know I can. I can actually, you know, play at a higher D1 level than, you know, just the A-10. So that's when um, I started talking to, like, Wichita State, UNLV. I actually didn't talk to you guys until the end of my junior year, like, when I got back from uh, Vegas. So, like, I was really set on, like, Wichita State, UNLV, or, like, Dayton. So those 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 schools were recruiting me pretty hard. Um Yeah, then my junior year, uh, I got a call from uh, Francis and he, he just, he was, he was nice. You know, he was nice. He was very outgoing and he's from Brooklyn as well. So like, you know, a guy who I can relate to who's out here and he just, you know, he just told me everything about Iowa. You know, it's obviously different from New York City, but, you know, he told me how he got through things here and, you know, it's just a lot. He met a lot of good people, made a lot of good connections over here and things like that. So, you know, I came out here. Uh, for my visit and i'm not going to lie i loved it i mean it was it was 100% different though you know like no big buildings not loud no honking horns no motorcycles no smoke everywhere no you know no crazy people well 100% different but like i liked it to be honest you know it was calm everybody was nice um a lot of funny people as well um you know i just felt the, i just felt the love especially when we were walking through to come to the football game you know I just felt the, the the love and the like people you know people rooting for you and supporting you and things like that so you know that's that's where I really drew the connection to be honest um my recruiting obviously it had to do with basketball but my mom really wanted to make sure you know I felt safe and you know I really felt like I had an, I, like I had another home you know away from New York City so th- th- that's why I picked Iowa to be honest
1: I just want to. I just want to point out. I was your host. So,
2: <laughs> you was. I was
1: responsible for you here
2: today. <laughs> you, you was. My host. Host. You Patrick
1: was thinks like he is some all-time host, <laughs> but I'm a pretty good host. I have. I mean, I'm responsible for at least half of our team here right now. <laughs> at least. And actually, that's not true. That's really not true. But. I had you. I had you covered, my boy. I had you covered.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. All
1: right, all right. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, we want to thank our sponsor, Hames Homes. Mm-hmm. Hames Homes provides comfort, beauty, and value mm-hmm. in Eastern Iowa. Visit HamesHomes.com for their current inventory of attractive, affordable manufactured homes for sale. So mm-hmm. you kind of you kind of touched that in before, but. Coming from New York City, like you said, the honking, the the loud people screaming at you, you know, I mean, we send each other videos all the time of what the people in New York City are like. And we love it. And you I'm sure you love it and it and it's great. But what were your thoughts like when you first came here and first lived here? Like what what stood out? What was different? Like, man, it's very quiet. It's you know, the, the people are I'm um, not the same. There's yeah. no traffic that you not- know, you have to account for that. So talk a, lot, talk a little bit about what that was like.
2: Well, so, I'm going to be honest. I was first when I, I was scared when I was on a plane because when I when you was, when you drive over, all you see is like farms and like grass and stuff. So I was like kind of scared when I like, you know, when I was flying over and I'm like, yo, like, nah, this can't be serious. Like right this, this, this is not it right now. But then like when we drove like into Iowa City, And I was like, oh, like, this is not bad at all, you know? Like, this barely sidewalks, but I'm like, it's not bad. It's not cornfields and things like that. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. But uh, living here, yeah, I'm not going to lie, the first week living here was kind of weird. I mean, it it was just so quiet. I, I felt so spaced out. Like, I'm used to everybody so close to each other, just loud, music, people just walking up to me randomly, just trying to just say hi or just trying to start something, you know? Just it, it was different, you know. It's the the air is much cleaner. It smells it smells better. Like it's just it, it's just one hundred percent different. Like I like I don't even know how to explain. It, to be honest, it's just it's just like I I just felt so more like I don't know. I just felt free, more free here, like more space and things like that. As to when I go to New York, it's still so clustered and like mushed together with everybody.
1: I think that's definitely probably what it was like. Patrick, you got any Uh, you got any initial stories from the kid when he first got here? You got something for us? Well, so I have a couple, like, so during the pandemic, like when everybody was home, me and Joti would talk on the phone like twice a day. Like we just talk all the time about just random stuff. And you just hear, like, I just hear in the background, like, eh, 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 like just like horns. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? And, and, and then it's crazy because then like we come back and he's just like, like, it's so much, it's so quiet here, all that kind of stuff. But he was definitely really shy. Like when he first kind of got here, yeah. I don't really know what he expected. Like from me, I think they like,
2: he thought I was probably going to be a little just, I don't know, different from him. Well, let's
1: hear it. Let's hear it. What did uh, you expect
2: from him? No. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. To be honest with you, I, I didn't know what to expect. Like I, you know, I was just like going to go with the flow, but, like it's like we to be it's like we clicked like like quickly to be honest. It's like like we literally act like each other. So like it it's like it just it just clicked right away, to be honest. Like it just clicked. Like it was it wasn't like a moment where I was just like, all right, like you know, we're cool. It was just like little bit a click out of nowhere, and then from there on it was just like we're cool.
1: Well, for those of you who don't know Joe, if he if he either doesn't know you slash trust you or doesn't like you. He will not speak in front of you.
2: He he won't
1: say a word. So, like, on his visit, you know, I claim to, you know, have been a great host, but to be honest, he left, and I was like, yo, he, like, he hated it. Like, he didn't say, he didn't talk to anybody the whole time. Like, and when you first got here, like, you weren't really talking, and then all of a sudden, like, you wouldn't shut up. And I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah. now this is now I'm like okay this is really what he's like then I guess. I don't I don't know. <laughs> the thing that he does is like when like people like that he either doesn't want to talk to or like doesn't know like talk to him like like it's not like he'll like be short with you and like kind of blow you off like he literally will not speak to you. He has no problem just like looking at you like n- like letting you know that like he can listen to you talk to him. And then just, like, shaking his head and walking away. Like, he it's not like he's, like, oh, like, okay. Like, some guy comes up and asks him a question. And you say, like, oh, okay, yes or no. But it, he literally will just shake his head at you and walk away if he doesn't want to speak to you.
2: It's like, it's like, so my mom had this phrase when I was younger. She would always say, speak when spoken to. And I just always carry that with me, to be honest with you. Like, everywhere I go. I, w- I will never say. Literally not. <laughs> I, I, would, I would not say anything to anybody first. Like, you will have to talk to me. In order for me to say something.
1: Sometimes speaking to you doesn't even doesn't even do
2: it though. <laughs> <Sometimes>, <laughs> Not yet. Sometimes that doesn't cut it. <laughs> I'm a weird kid. I'm a weird kid, bro. I'm a weird kid. I'm a weird guy.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's get into let's get into your freshman year a little bit. Um, you know, you hit the scene hard, you know, people immediately fans like loved you, like, oh my god, he's so fast, da da da. You started you started off playing really well you played great against San Diego State and Vegas that was like one of your initial like first really really good games um you know against against a really good opponent you obviously played well prior to that um you got your first start against Cincinnati uh talk talk a little bit about like the the start of that season like what you expected coming into that year and what what you know what your first thoughts were on the
2: team all uh- right but to be honest with you, I didn't know what to expect my freshman year. Um, to be honest, I, I don't even I didn't even expect to play. If I'm being honest with you, um, you know, I I was just talking to my mentor, and I just remember I would, I remember telling him like, hey, like I literally cannot make a shot. Like I cannot make a shot. Like I I can't I can't make a shot, and I just feel like I, I can't do anything. Like if I can't make a shot, I feel like I can't do anything my freshman year. And he was just telling me, like, hey, like, it's all, it's all a part of the process. You know, like, you're going to hit adversity. He's like, some sooner than later. But you just got to keep grinding, you know, keep your head down, keep working, stay in the gym, don't quit on yourself. You know, and he's like, if you ever quit on yourself, he just said, always think about your why, which which is my mother. And, you know, that's the reason why, you know, I never never quit, never rattled, uh, never got down on to myself uh, too much. You know, and I just always stay in the gym because of her. And so, like. Uh, you know, uh, game started my freshman year. And, you know, I, like I said, I didn't know what to expect. I would just, I just knew I was going to play hard. Like I knew I was going to give 100%, like 100%. So after, after you know, a couple games, I called my mentor. And he's like, how are you, how are you feeling? Like, how, how do you feel about your past few games? Like, how, how's practice going? You know, how's, how's life and everything? I'm telling him, like, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I told him, like, thank you so much for telling me, you know, uh, um, keep my keep my head down and keep grinding and stuff. And from there on, you know, I just felt like I just got better as the days went on. Um, and also, I was saying, better days ahead. You know, I always tell that to myself every time I wake up in the morning, you know, better days ahead, better days ahead. So, you know, some days were better than others, obviously. But, you know, I just felt like with, with your dad trusting me and just throwing me in, in the fire right away, you know, I – I'm blessed with that opportunity as well, you know, because without that, I don't think I'll be where I'm at right now.
1: I kind of want—I think this was sort of uh, like your breakout game of your freshman year was at uh, Penn State at the Palestra in front of your whole family. You want you want to touch on that game a little bit, just like because like well, it was more than your family; it was all your family, all of your friends who are. If you ever get an opportunity to sit by the Toussaint crew at an Iowa basketball game you might want to write down what you hear because it's, it's, it's worth it. It's, I remember because I was, I sat, I think it was Maryland where they were like, especially close to like me behind the bench and like, especially your friends were very, yeah. animated. a lot of just really just things that I wish I wrote down and I thought that they were funny things. So, um, you want to touch on that, just like kind of playing in front of your whole family and how special that was. And then kind of like having your best game of that season there.
2: Yeah. Um, uh... I want to start by saying I actually on my way back, um, on our way back to Iowa City from Pulestra, I actually like cried on the on the plane bag just a little bit, just because like I was I was just so happy to see my family. Like even though like we lost and stuff, but I was so happy to see my family and for them, you know, to I was blessed to be there and for them to come watch me. Not even them, just my friends and things like that. So to have all of them there in the stands and you know, I played well. Well, I played okay. I say I played well I played okay because we lost but you know just to have them there knowing that they were supporting me they drove like what five hours to come see me you know that just that just meant meant a lot to me so you know I cried a little bit but it it was nice you know um that was the first time my family came in watched me play in uh college so I felt like you know I, I tried to put on a good show for them and they would cheer me on and I heard them. Every time my family's in a crowd I, I tune out everybody else and I just hear them. Like I I literally don't hear anybody else but them. So like it, you know, it just gave me some sort of comfort on the court, and you know, it just felt nice. You know, just knowing that I have my family, you know, supporting me and behind me. Ten toes down.
1: I I remember hearing them um, in one game in particular. It was the Syracuse game. They were <laughs> they were it came in full force for that one well, too. Yeah, so yeah,
2: it's it's good, good. Syracuse game.
1: They were like I remember just seeing like I would just hear your brothers just yelling just. Yelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the carrier yeah. dome is so big that, like, if it's not at a loud moment, like, I feel like you li- You actually can. Like, it's really not a loud arena. You know, no, yeah, like, it's a cool atmosphere, but it's not loud to play in. So I, I, I feel like I could hear him almost speaking full sentences some of the time. And it was, I mean, no. they're hilarious.
2: No, like yeah. One thing about my family, they they are very loud. Very, like very loud, which 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 is crazy because I'm not that loud. To be to be honest, I'm not a loud person. No, um, I wouldn't so say like. You're loud. Yeah, so like it, it's crazy how 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 loud they are. To be honest, but that's that's them. You know what? They're gonna make it known that they're there for sure. Like they're gonna make it known that they are at the game, and that's for they're, sure.
1: They are very good at that. <laughs> uh, so let's go. Let let's fast forward a little bit because I want to talk about your thoughts on COVID and like the season ending, the effect that, that had, you know, cause that team, and I I've said this before, I think we were, you know, we always talk about being connected, you know, that, that team was connected. You know, we were, we, we were real close. Um, and I think that, <clears throat> you know, we played our last game of the year that year at Illinois and, you know, obviously that's a rivalry and we were down and we come all the way back and, we I miss a floater with you know a couple seconds to go. We get the ball back, throw it into Luca. Kofi blocks his shot for the first time ever, and we yeah. and we lose that and we lose that game. Um, yeah. But in that game, you played great. I played pretty well. Uh, you know, Wheezy made a couple of shots. Luca obviously played great. Bakari played. Well. I feel like everybody, Kreener played. Well, I feel like everybody kind of you know. Was hitting their stride going into the Big Ten tournament, and what would have been the NCAA tournament, tournament. and then obviously COVID hits. Um, and before that game in the in the second circle, we always have like the captains meeting, and you know every team is like cool with us. You know you dap up whatever, uh, and Georgie goes, "Yo, coronavirus, man! Like we can't." And he's like joking. He was like kidding. He's like, wow. we can't be like, we can't be like dapping up like coronavirus, bro. Come on, you guys are crazy. Wow. Well, that was the last game we played. And, <laughs> yeah, it was. He was trying to be oh. funny, but I guess he was onto something. Oh, um, John. So, talk- play. It's on you guys. It's on you no, it's on, it's on, Well, it, it's not on Io because he actually he refused to say <laughs> anything to at the end. He wouldn't
2: even look at us. And the thing so, is, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all.
1: No, he just, like, nodded his head. I was like, yeah, bro, like, you're cool. Like, you're
2: cool. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> like,
1: looking better than him. Literally. <laughs> but, like, so, like, Luca, it was me, Luca Kreener, and then, like, Feliz, who was very, very good, and Georgie. And, like, so we all dapped up, and then Io just stood there. Like, it was like, okay, like, go ahead. Just, you might as well go back to warm-ups. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> go sit down. Get away from me. I want to talk to you but anyways joe go into uh go into what you know your your thoughts on the end of that season were and covid hitting with, with that you know with everything that
2: we had going yeah uh, me me and patrick we actually talked about that i want to say like it was last week
0: yeah like very, we, yeah.
2: we we just felt like everybody was playing at their peak or like was you know on the come up on the rise you know everybody was playing very well um everybody was playing with confidence we was all sharing the ball. We was connected defensively and offensively. Um, and as for myself, I, I thought I was really, you know, becoming who, who I really wanted to be, you know, as a point guard for for the Iowa team. And, you know, like you said, like I, I play well. And like that, that day, uh, I, I remember that day I, I was listening to, I forgot who it was. I want to say it was Eric Thomas. He's a motivational speaker. But he was just telling me, well, he, he, in this video he was talking about how being an underdog is probably, like, one of the best feelings ever, you know, and, you know, I just I stuck with that mentality, you know, through through the whole game. And so, like, I, I just thought about it, you know, while I was playing, you know, I thought about that whole video, and, you know, I felt like that's why I played so well, because, you know, I'm just thinking, like, you know, like, ain't hey, nobody's going to feel sorry for me. No, Nobody cares about my feelings, you know. Nobody cares about anybody's feelings, you know, and they're just going to doubt me, you know what I'm saying, so... You know, I just felt like I, I played well because I felt like everybody was against me. Well, except for you guys and like my family, but I felt like everybody was against me. So, you know, I felt like that's why I played so well. And yeah, like that that team, I I wish we could have that back. I mean, we that that that's like taking candy away from a baby. You know that that, that was that was heartbreaking, especially for Makari and Ryan Karina. I just I just felt so bad for them.
1: Shout out BK, one of my favorite people on this earth. <laughs> yes. yes, sir. I a
2: shout sir. out to
1: Took me, OT everywhere when we were freshmen.
2: Yes, he did. Yes, BK he did. BK
1: is yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So now let's transition into your sophomore year, which I obviously already know a lot about because you and I had countless conversations just about everything as it was happening um just kind of go into because like i mean like let's be like it wasn't a, like, it wasn't you didn't have fun as much fun that year as you did the year before like it just wasn't the basketball wasn't as enjoyable for you at that time and we obviously have talked about this at length privately but just kind of go into a little bit of that and then like once you're done with that just kind of go into your initial thoughts when you found out that jordan was going to come back like this year
2: all right yeah so like you said um you know i uh, so coming off that uh that freshman year, I just thought, you know, I thought I thought I was I was ready to, you know, break out my sophomore year. I was, you know, I was ready to to maybe not start, but I was ready to, you know, play a fair amount and you know, show show the country, you know, what I can do and things like that. And obviously, you know, with Jordan coming back, um I knew he was gonna, you know, start and play a lot as well. But I didn't, you know, I didn't know that, you know, I will like play the minutes that I did, which is fine though with me. Just, I just took it as a learning experience, to be honest, you know. Um, obviously, at times, I would get mad. I would get down on myself. You know, I would question a lot of things. But like I said, back to my mentor, he just he, – he he kept me grounded, you know. And, and so did you. Uh, you kept me grounded as well, you know, just having somebody to talk to, you know, having a shoulder to lean on, you know, just listening to me when I'm not at my best, you know, and not, not like, pushing me lower, you know what I mean, like, lifting me up. Um you know, just getting in the gym on my own, just sitting there, you know, just saying, like, better days ahead, better days ahead, you know, that thing. I would say that every day. So, Uh, obviously, you know, it it wasn't the sophomore year I wanted to have, but, you know, I took it as a learning experience. And, like, you know, I just learned a lot from it, you know. With the minutes I got, you know, I just, I I learned a lot of things that I can't do, you know. I watched a lot of film, and I, I still watch film to this day on, you know, last year and looking at the things I could do better when I was on the court. So I took that as a learning experience and, you know, I'm just, I'm ready to go this year. And so when I heard about Jordan coming back last year, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was confused. Uh, I was just like, I mean, bro, you've been here for five years already. Like, I mean, do you, do you really love college that much? I I was confused. And like, uh, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I didn't think about transferring, but like that was just something that was lingering around my head a little bit because I'm like, if he's gonna come back for my for my junior year, and I get the same amount of minutes as I did last year, you know, there's no point of me, no point of me being here. You know, I'm not getting better. I'm not doing better for me or the team. You know what I mean? So, I was just like, I don't know, I'm 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 stuck in between. Uh, like what to do right now? You know, I my mind wasn't right and things like that. But then he gave, he actually gave me a call. When he gave me a call, he just told me, you know, like, hey, like, I'm, I'm coming back to play the two-guard. And when he told me that, uh, I swear, I just felt like something just came off my shoulders. Like, literally, like, came off my shoulders. Uh, I, I could finally sleep. You know, I could sleep at night. I could stop thinking about, you know, last year and things like that. So, when, when, when he gave me that call, I just want to say my life changed when he gave me that call, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I was – you and I were on FaceTime. And then he called. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, I do remember so
1: that. It man. was a group FaceTime. And you, I like, he, yeah. And he said, and like, he said that because both Patrick and I knew that he was like, gonna say he was coming back before, you know, before you knew probably and before anybody else knew. But yeah. <clears throat> then we were on that call. And so, like, I knew that if he did come back, it was only gonna be to play the two guard. But, like, mm-hmm. if you had, like, you know, been thinking about him coming back, I could see why you'd be like, bro, like, get lost. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. sick of you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Like, I could yeah. see, like, what – but, no, so that I, – I still remember that call. He was like, you know, he was like, Joe T, I'm coming back, but you got the ball. Like, you know, you it, it's going to – I'm coming back, and I'm going to play the two, but I want you to have the ball. You know, lead us. And he And, and he – I thought he had a – you know, a lot of good stuff to say. But I, I want to go back to last year a little bit because you still had a lot of very good games. You know, you played well in multiple games. You had games where you picked us up, um, you know, the the Gonzaga game, the Oregon game, the Michigan State game, um, the Maryland game. The Maryland game, you had six steals. You know, I remember we got down against Maryland and we're we're down like bad. Like he calls it – it's like 7-2 – they hit it three and like he calls timeout and then it's like, and then it's like fourteen to two and he calls another yeah. like it was it was bad you know they're they're going off and he put in it was bad and they puts in it was you two, uh, Keegan, Keegan, and then me and Jack, yeah. yeah. Me and Jack, and we just went – we went on like a – it was like a ridiculous run. It was like – wasn't it like 24 to uh, 24 0, yeah, like 24
2: it was 20 – it was – I think it was like 26-0 to zero or something like that.
1: Yeah, it was like stupid. So, like, talk a little bit about, like, you know, the games that you came in. at. just like – there were certain games last year where it seemed like you just came in with, like, almost an extra energy or, like, you just came in pissed off. Like, you know, what – I feel like the ones that you really played well in, you just came in with a different mindset. You know, talk a little bit about your your best games last
2: year. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, I mean, I tried tried, tried to approach every game with the same mindset, as in, like, all right, kid, like, you're coming off the bench, so you have to bring something to the table. You know what I mean? Whether it's energy, defensive stops, whether we're in the scoring drought, you need to score. Whether it's getting assists, you know, I, I, just, I just wanted to bring something to the table, and uh, definitely against Gonzaga, I want to say that was one of my, my better games. I was looking forward to that game as well, because um, you know, it's Gonzaga, you know, it's the number one team in the country. So I was, you know, I marked that, I marked that game like very quickly, very quickly, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play well this game. And again, I was listening to Eric Thomas that same video. You know that underdog video and it just stuck with me and that's that's I, that was for every game to be honest I, I listened to that video and it just stuck with me and you know I just felt like you know the team needed that extra boost um coming off the bench and so and like I would tell Patrick the same thing like hey bro like you know get ready like stay ready you know what I mean like we're, we're about to come in the game like stay ready you know bring that energy because we're, we're gonna need it we're gonna need it and it's like it just it's, it all started with my mindset to be honest you know I just Wanted to come to the game and just change everything around, you know what I mean? Get some stops and like just get some points on the board. Definitely get some stops though. and like that's why you know I just some games you know I came out um, with the with, with with the mindset of you know you did everything you did in the amount of minutes that you got, so that's that's a good thing and you know just we're just gonna keep moving forward.
1: I I think the Maryland game I I think like a little bit had to do with we were at. Team dinner the night before, and every time we get dinner, you know we get our normal chicken parm pasta, you know steak, chicken noodle soup, whatever, whatever you want to get. And you have chicken parm on your plate, you have chicken parm and pasta, and you go, "Hey Slavens, come here. Slavens one of our managers. Hey Slavens, come here. I need barbecue sauce." <laughs> <clears throat> I'm like why would you need barbecue sauce for that Joe? and you're like bro i need it i need it for my chicken parm like what kind of sick person do you have to be <laughs> to put barbecue sauce on chicken parm
2: you freak Also, <laughs> well, like I, I like to scrape the sauce off of it you know what i mean it doesn't matter it's like soaked <laughs> in
1: marinara like who puts barbecue sauce and marinara together you bro. weirdo
2: Bro, don't knock it till you try it, bro. Not, not oh, I'm out
1: knocking. It. It. I will never <laughs> try that ever. That will never, ever, ever be
2: tried. Don't do it, bro. I'm telling you, it's the he goods. Put
1: barbecue sauce on everything. He he, he he put barbecue sauce on literally anything. So it's like, it just doesn't surprise me. You know, nothing he does <laughs> surprises me anymore.
2: I, I <laughs> surprised. <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad. Like, what the listen, bar- hell are you listen, doing? Barbecue sauce is the secret. I'm telling you. It's the secret. Not it's on the- chicken parts. Listen, I know you guys watch Space Jam. Listen, I know you guys watch Space Jam. You know that secret stuff Michael was drinking? I'm telling you. It's the secret. I'm telling you. Barbecue sauce. It's the secret. I'm not joking.
1: I'm I don't being know about so that, serious.
2: Simple. I'm being serious, though. It's the secret. That or pancakes? Choose. You choose.
1: Okay, so moving on to this year, what is something, like what are certain things that you think they can look forward to from us kind of as a team, like from certain
2: players, and then also uh, yourself? Well, first off, we're going to have the gym rocking. I want everybody to know that. We're going to have the gym turned up, and I'm talking about, from the first player all the way to the last player, we're, we're gonna have the gym rocking. Um, we're gonna play as a team. We're gonna play as one. We're all gonna be connected. And I mean, I, I just feel like it's gonna be a fun year, you know. And the best, the best part to me about this is everybody's doubting us, like, and that, and that's that's what I love to be honest with you. I mean, like, obviously this is not high school, but my sophomore year of high school, we I won the state championship in my in my uh in my state. And I, we were projected to lose, maybe like not even make it to the playoffs. So like just for everybody, you know, everybody knows. Well, everybody's on social media and see everything that's going on. We're not ranked. This at third. I just felt like that's gonna be, you know, a chip on everybody's shoulder to you know prove who we are and what we can do. And individually, I just I just feel like we we all I feel like we're all unselfish human beings. And I just feel like we're all gonna. You know, achieve what we have to achieve and because we're all so connected to each other. And I just feel like, you know, me, having a connected team is, is the best part about it. Even, you know, with Luca gone, Wheezy gone, and, you know, everybody's saying, you know, everybody got to step into different roles. I just feel like it's definitely going to be a challenge, but what's with, with basketball without a challenge, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like everybody wants – it's a big challenge. I feel like everybody wants to step up. So I feel like it will be fun to watch.
1: I've, I've honestly come to the conclusion that like, and this is no bullshit. I've, I've thought about this now for a while, like 70% of people like have absolutely no idea what is going on. Like they don't know a goddamn. like they don't know anything. So like, don't even consider. And then, but then there's like, there's like 15% that like, and these are the worst kind. These people suck. The 15% that think they know what – like what they think they know something and they just have no clue. Like those people suck. Like, they are the absolute worst kind of people. And like that's literally what Twitter is just full of. So like I don't even like, – I'm not even going to be on Twitter like mostly. I mean, I've mean, i already st- – I deleted Twitter like after, you know, a certain number of games. C- too many idiots.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. I was gonna do something like that this year too. I was gonna to try to like stay off social media, you know. Like I probably won't delete it because like I'm I'm not tempted to click on it. Like maybe TikTok. I'll be on TikTok twenty-four-seven. But like Instagram and like Twitter, like to be honest, I don't really need to click on it. So like I, I think I'm gonna try that this year. I was I was telling my older brother about that and he told me like he likes that idea, you know, just keep my mind, you know, grounded and things like that. You know, like I don't I don't need to look at Twitter or Instagram after a loss, after a win. Like I don't I don't need that to, you know, define my life, you know what I mean? So I was just telling him, you know, I might just take a break off social media, you know, for the season. And, you know, let's, let's see how that goes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for awesome. sure. <laughs> nothing worse than a know-it-all who knows nothing. The worst that, kind of
2: people, I'm telling yeah, you. those. There's a lot of those.
1: Let's, um, all right. I, so I tweeted out that we were going to be doing fan questions and, we oh, yeah. got We got to get to the we got to get to the draft, but I do want to do and we'll do this, you know, every time with all of our guests. But I picked out a fan question that I thought was pretty unique. And this will be for all of us. If my dad oh. Joe T, your coach was a rapper, what would his <laughs> name be? <laughs> what do we what do we got? <laughs> I have one in mind but I'm going to let you go you guys go first so that you know I can I can save it.
2: Rapper. What'd you say? I'm thinking, I'm thinking.
1: Connor, say yours first. <laughs> I was going to go with I was going to go with White Magic cuz that's his nickname. That's his nickname. That's an back easy one. in the day uh, no it's an easy one it's a giveaway it's a giveaway but i just think that that's like if he was a rapper you would have to like he'd have to go by something like that you know what i mean like
2: yeah no yeah it, no, yeah. Well, it just
1: that just works and this is unfair because i'm putting you on the spot
2: no yeah th- this this is very very unfair uh, to be honest i i'm thinking and just nothing is coming to mind right now um yikes. Oh,
1: um, you know, uh, uh if anybody's familiar with, like, the movie Strider.com did in NWA, they have a guy in there, uh, MC Yella. <laughs> <laughs> that fits. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. He steals that name, MC Yella.
2: <laughs> MC Yella, right? All right. No. I, oh, I really can't think of a name of Coach... Uh, oh. <laughs> He won't
1: get mad at you, whatever you say. The thing
2: is, I really don't have a Like, I really don't have a rapper name for him. Because um, I just, I can't see him as a rapper at all. Like, I just cannot.
1: Any music, okay. How about any musical act? Like, if he had a band, what would, like, <laughs> put him, Spru, Skis, and BT in a band. What would, what would their, what would their name be?
2: Fantastic Four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Well. We'll go. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. The Fantastic Four. Oh, I got what? The Film Tastic Four.
2: <laughs> the Film Tastic Four. Force. I like that better.
1: Especially the Spru, because that's all he does is watch film. I like that better. Spru's Sprew. eyes are gonna fall out pretty soon from watching film. <laughs> soon enough.
2: <laughs> he's probably he's gonna, he probably is able to sleep with his eyes open. Probably. You think?
1: I don't. He's I probably, don't know. Yeah. I, he probably does. The guy's eyes just need a break sometimes. Just like they're just some days he comes in. I'm like, Coach, there's no way you slept last night.
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I ever seen him blink before. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're moving on. We're moving on. Let's go to
1: uh, let let's get to the draft. All right. Here's here's the here's the main attraction. All right. So we are, disclaimer: 100% stealing this idea from my favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three. We are having a draft, so we'll each get five picks and we'll draft on a topic that we all talk about and agree on, you know, something we argue about. And what I came up with, and this was agreed on by everybody else, was everyone who ever wants to talk to me about Big Ten basketball or college basketball as a whole asks me, what's your favorite arena to play in? and what's it like compared to Carver where what what places have you played that is the coolest like what what is the atmosphere like all of the above so we will be drafting the best arenas that we've played in the best you know whatever the best atmosphere it doesn't have to be only it doesn't have to be only Big 10 it can be any non conference it can be a Big 10 tournament it can be NCAA tournament it can be holiday tournament if we did not play at Carver, where would you want our home games to be played? And small caveat: what, whatever arena you pick, that fan base is associated with that arena. So, for example, I hope none of us pick Iowa State. But if yeah. you do pick Hilton, you get the you get the Iowa State fan base to come with that. Just okay. So is everybody? So playing? Play want to play in this arena, like we're still playing for Iowa, but we have Iowa State fans in said arena. Correct. Like we, yes, correct. So they're cheering against us. Like we, we basically be playing for Iowa. State, so like it'd be like loud, you know. Like if you could, you know, choose like pretend all the Iowa State fans are actually I in Hilton. If that does that make sense? Okay. Yes. Yes. Joe. Patrick. All right. All right, so, Joe T, you get first pick, and then we'll go Patrick, and then I'll get two, and we'll snake it coming back. All right, each of us get five picks. All right, and I'll keep a tally, and then we'll tweet this out, and people can vote on it and
2: see who wins. All right, so, Joe T's right. first. The arena, I will say that I would choose is um, not going to lie. I'm gonna have to go to Maryland.
1: Okay, that was, that was one of my sleeper picks. I'm
2: gonna have to go to
1: Maryland. I had it at I had it at seven on my board. Definitely cool. The student yeah. section's pretty ridiculous. Wild, wild, <laughs> Wow. It's Here a cool girlfriend. I remember my freshman year, Luca's ex-girlfriend. They were screaming his her name at him. That was that was. <laughs> They were during warm up, like an out, like ninety minutes before the game. Some fat guys yelling her name. I was like, "Are they serious?" <laughs> Leave them alone. That place was insane. We just got, we here. got here. Maryland we just was got like, here. one of my favorite environments. But okay, that gave me that. That made my pick really easy. It, and it's, it's quite frankly to me, it's really not close. And it's Mackey, Purdue.
2: Yeah, yeah. That
1: place is nuts.
2: Rocking, rocking. <laughs> The the floor is literally shaking when you're playing. Yeah, like that is crazy. Yeah. That is
1: crazy. It's insane. All right, all right. I didn't even have Mackie on my board just because I hate it. Really? Him. Just because, like it, and it's not. I don't. So I <laughs> kind of went about this in a different way that you guys did. I went a little more off like, like kind of like stature of the actual arena, and thought oh. that's about the, you know what I'm saying, like, but but it's okay. It goes both ways, you know. People can this this can be taken as what it is from whoever votes on this. All right. So as you can see, both of my first two picks are still on the board. Um, so I'm gonna go with number one. This is a little unfair because you guys didn't play there. I did. Oh, wow. I'm going. Two- I'm going. Madison Square Garden, MSC, the Mecca. That's not that, – that, 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 that doesn't advantage. count. You can't say that. <laughs> okay, okay. I, are you saying that I can't use it because you guys didn't play there, so it's unfair? Correct. Well, no, I'm saying that this, the, this, the results of this – well, now you said it, so, like, now it's there. But, like, the results of this draft are incredibly skewed because you have an utmost – every NBA player that's ever played there <laughs> arena. So, like – That's a fact. That's, just, that, that's cheating. <laughs>
2: that's essentially what you call cheating connor
1: so you win the draft because you said MSG <laughs> win the draft me and joe tier played right. place now like, but- okay okay here's what here's what we're going to do here's what we're going to do i i agree but i had to shout out msg regardless i knew you both were going to freak out if i said it but <laughs> so i'm going to pick another 5 but then i'm okay. going to like put like a little star like I did pick MSG just note that like that was my well, that, you know what well, I'm saying MSG, you win the draft with MSG so congrats man and you're you
2: cool we get it you're All cool right. you're, you're cool you played yes. at the garden you like you played you at know, the garden out. like we, we, we get, get it, it. We know <laughs> Conor McCaffrey is a cool guy hey. Get <laughs> it. hey
1: hey I played well too I played <laughs> good <laughs> Like I, I was it, I was hooping cool. that game <laughs> Well you have a girlfriend, like you, no,
2: uh, <laughs> he has a girlfriend, like we get it. You have a girlfriend, you play at MSG. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> get it all right, all like, right. I don't know, man. <laughs> now, I guess
1: okay, this is my we'll go to my first pick. This this counts, just for the record. This counts. And it's not one that you might think. But we played at the Palestra.
2: Oh we did. That was mine, too. No, I have one of those. <laughs> How you did have I that, that on there, that? Me?
1: that is my number one overall pick, the Palestra. Okay. All right. I guess that's what happens and when I don't write things down. <laughs> that's what happens when Patrick wings it. Apparently, a lot of bad things. All right. <laughs> All right. That's my first pick. Next pick, I'm going the Breslin Center. Michigan State. Michigan State. Got to take it. That was also gotta, my pick, too. Yeah, that was my next pick was Michigan State. Oh, okay. Softest yeah. rims in the entire country. Only no, on yeah. one side, though. Only on one side. No, it's on their basket. But, like, like when we played there, that was like, you know, I I made a couple of shots on those rims. So, I got to shout it out. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. To, fact,
2: you, you definitely have to count okay. that.
1: So now we're sending it back to me, Joseph. So, And then, Joe, you'll get two. Okay. I mean, like, I have a lot of different ways I could go with this pick. It kind of just depends on, like, how people – like, what will score well in said draft, because I could go by, like, atmosphere and environment, or I could go by strictly arena. So I think because last one I went by environment, this one I'm going to go by, like, just – Cool arena. I think personally, well, well, that just added another one in my head. But um <laughs> one of the arenas that I've always really liked uh is and actually no, I'm saving that pick for later because you guys will not pick it. Take your time for pick number two, Assembly Hall, Indiana. Not Illinois' Assembly Hall, Indiana's Assembly Hall. Yeah, that wasn't even in question when you said it. Trust me. Yeah. We knew yeah. what you were talking about. It's not even not even close. Assembly yeah. Hall, great pick. Was at four on my board. He took it away. It's all right. I, all I completely pick. forgot about it, and then I just popped into my head as I was thinking. So. Well, write things down, man. Write them down. <laughs> <I> do <it. laughs> write things down, man. I don't want to hear anything from you. You
2: don't write anything down, but now, now take <laughs> your pick.
1: Joe, you have two. All right.
2: Yeah, so now it's back to me. Um... Hmm. So, hmm. I'll be honest, to be honest with you, this might be surprising, but I'm gonna have to go with Michigan.
0: Okay. Michigan,
2: I, I I like I just like I really like Michigan a lot. To be honest, I going to solid
1: pick. <laughs> solid, solid. I'm gonna be honest. That that's at about eleven on my board. But really, hey, you, you do you, man. You do you. I mean, yeah, like like I, I said, this is a solid pick because I'm trying to be nice because you're the guest, but that's really not that good.
2: <laughs> I like Michigan. All right. And I got one Michigan's more. Michigan's even
1: older than Carver. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Brad told me today. Michigan is even really? older than Carver, which makes no sense because it looks brand new. Brand but, new. Literally brand new.
2: Yeah. But apparently
1: old, Michigan's man. older, which is crazy. Anyways, Joe T,
2: your third pick. My third pick. I'm going to have to go with Illinois. I what? played well there. Okay. I played very well there. Very. We
1: get it, dude. We get it, dude. Like you made shots. <laughs> I mean, I can, I'm definitely an advocate for picking a place where you played well. But, you know, to that extent, like, it's such a boring arena. Like, it just goes straight up. Like you know, no, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, you're
2: right, you're right. The thing is, you're right. But the the fans, the 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 fans are also nuts there, though. The fans, Bro, they're nuts. crazy. Yeah, they're crazy. They're they're fan base. Hey, I, I do respect
1: it. I almost picked it. I almost picked it because I played one yeah. there too, two, but I just I didn't want to
2: say said school out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we we all get that you're sick, you know, and you you have your, you know your problems and and things so we get it we get it it.
1: i'm i'm literally just i'm literally joking i am joking (laughs) i like i like illinois arena i do it's it's a nice one all right still wasn't even on my board so patrick back to you okay so i'm trying to think where we're okay so okay back to me uh this one is not for the stature pure environment and yeah. it's the rack i love the rack i think that's that that. the rack i love being out east It remo- like when i was in that gym this year it felt like i was in at Siena to me like it's sm- like smelled the same to me like and i just got major like nostalgia towards a uh, sienna so i picked the rack and and the environment's crazy and i just think it's cool i like the rack all right. All right. I can respect the rack. Yeah. It's a decent pick. Definitely not great, but decent. All right. I'm going with pick 3. I'm going Pinnacle Bank. Ah, that was my Nebraska. sleeper pick that I didn't think anyone was going to pick. That was my sleeper pick. No. Nebraska is so sick. That arena. No, yeah. is- oh, that, is- I almost took that at two. Okay. I, like, that's the one I wanted to take it to. But then I thought of Assembly Hall, so I had to take Assembly Hall. Uh, I had, bro, I had Nebraska at four on my board. Like, I think Nebraska is so cool. Their arena is awesome. And their fans are nuts. Like, they sucked. Like, they were god awful <clears throat> and still sold out.
2: Our house. Yeah, I mean, still got a packed house. That's a fact.
1: I'm so it's upset. It's a cool, like, it is a cool arena. Uh, it is brand new. Like, you know, you you come into town and like it's it's like right there with the football stadium, and it, you, you go in and it looks like you know an NBA arena. It, it's definitely it's definitely up there for me. Nebraska, third pick. That's probably the coolest arena in the Big Ten, as far as like just a like strictly arenas. I'd say that's the coolest in the Big Ten. It, yeah. yeah, it's up there. Yeah, It's probably up there. All right, fourth pick. I'm going. I'm going mixture of atmosphere. Slash stature, um, you know, with a little bit of history mixed in, and I'm and a, a lot of uniqueness as well. I'm going the barn. I'm going the barn, Minnesota. Oh. I like the barn a lot. Oh, I think it's
2: cool. <laughs> yeah, nah. I do. I do. Listen, the also, barn is slept on Listen, can you listen to me? Race also, can you listen real fast? In the barn, it's literally negative five degrees in there. Oh, my literally. God, it's Negative five degrees in there, literally.
1: Doesn't stop Jarvis O'Mersa from doing between-the-legs dunks. <laughs> but <laughs> it is fair. That is a fair point. It is pretty cold.
2: It's negative five degrees in there.
1: Bro, with the raised court and, like, it's uh, – bro, it's loud in there. Like, it no, is yeah, loud.
2: It, it's loud. It's loud. It gets loud in there.
1: Though. I just don't know if I can get behind that pick. I guess it was your last pick. it's not my last pick. I got one more. Um, but I'm a little, I'm a little worried. I think my last pick's gonna survive. I do, but we'll see. So now we're back to me. So uh, we're back to you. Um, there's a couple here that I'm trying to decide. Again, man, I gotta start down. Um, the one I think I'm gonna go with is uh one that we actually touched on earlier in the pod, I would say uh I think, I think it would be stupid if none of us picked it. I think it, that one's the carrier dome just because like it's a football stadium, like Syracuse, obviously incredibly, like really good historical program, uh, Coach Beheim's a legend. So I think I have to, like Carmelo played there. I think I have to pick Syracuse. So I'd say the carrier dome at four. Solid Solid value in the fourth round. I'll be honest. That's that's not bad. Was that your yeah. last pick? Joe has two more. Joe has two here. I picked two. You got two.
2: Yeah. All right. This one I'm so I'm also going based off Arena. Um they didn't really have that much fans when we went there. So like I can't really tell by their fan base. But I'm have to go Ohio State. Okay, Value City. Yeah, it's it's massive. Yeah, Yeah, very, very. I thought it was nice. Thought it was nice. Looked nice. And hmm, not gonna lie to you. I don't know the name of this place, but it's a place where we played um. Uh, Texas Tech and San Diego State. That was my last pick. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> the Orleans. The Orleans yeah, Arena. Yeah, there you
2: go. The, that, that arena, bro. Hawk fans came out. What Deep, like yeah, deep. They came deep. Hey, bro, they bro. were hammered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hawkeye Elvis was
2: bombed. High. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> he was there full attendance. That was the first time I saw him, full attendance. That's I, he, he when came you around. fell in love, bro? That's when you yeah. fell in love? And then I tell everybody, yeah, you see this guy? That's Patrick's cousin. I am, disclaimer,
1: Connor and I both are related to Hawkeye Elvis. It's not uh, by blood. It's like He's like my great aunt's stepson. So it's not by blood, but I am related to Hawkeye Elvis, and so is Connor, and so is my father, and we, we all are. Sure. And Joti loves telling people that. It's one of his favorite things.
2: <laughs> you know, I actually said that. To, I think I said it to Peyton like two days ago.
1: Probably. Okay, now we're back to me. My last pick. You're in your last pick. I mean, like, what do we have left? Bro, there's so many. Like, I have like four that I'm just sleeping on that I just want on my team. Four? Oh. That I can't have. Yes, bro. I clearly put more into this than you guys did, and that's okay. <laughs> I mean, dude, I've, for, ve- I've already for winning it, for winning it. I think Joti and I both are doing okay. No, you're oh. you're doing fine. You both are doing okay. I've clearly won. It's already over. I picked the barn. You did not win. You picked the barn. Those. It doesn't matter that I picked the barn. The barn's
2: dope. <laughs> Like, Listen, the one should mess up your 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 team. If yeah, my it, last barn. pick,
1: the, the value that I'm about to get in the fifth round, regardless of where you go, automatically vaults me to a win. But go ahead, make your pick. It's gonna be a throwaway pick, and then I'll go, I'll pick one here, <laughs> and then I'll shout out my second one, and you both are gonna be like, oh no way, oh my god! I'm gonna, I'm throw, I'm gonna throw, I mean, throw. I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw my phone if you if you if you shout out some crazy, crazy arena. I'm gonna I'm throw not, my phone. I,
1: Watch, Patrick, go ahead. Hey, who are we Watch. missing in the league?
0: I
2: don't know. I'll hey. let you know. Northwestern. Um don't pick Northwestern, Patrick. Just let you know. Um I'm
1: gonna, give a a, I'm gonna give you a hint just to help you out. Don't pick somewhere in the league. Well so then like so, but that's like the only places we've really went to, I guess, was like Hilton, Hilton. Um, I mean, at UVA, but we haven't played there yet. I already picked Cuse. All right. Well, you got to pick somewhere, and I'm and I'm sitting on like four that are money. Lucas so, Oil. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna pick a. I th- Lucas Oil was fun. Yeah. Lucas yeah. Lucas Oil was so cool. Wow. Yeah. No, that's not that. Even on the board. Wow. All right. If that's not on your board. So, then <laughs> that's not on my board and I honestly you just made it hard for me on the last pick because I have like three different ways I could go with this Um, since you both have both since you both already picked I'm just gonna say what both of my last options are and you both are stupid for not thinking of them one is the Pentagon
2: yikes and
1: the second is the United Center like
2: Okay, like I thought of both of those, Center? but the
1: Pentagon. I'm, you you had a different experience in the Pentagon than we did because there wasn't like fans that
2: much. Fans, and I play like dog, like dog shit no. at the United, <laughs> at the United Center. Center, like dog shit. So and, like, like the United I wa- I wasn't Center thinking itself that.
1: is like sick. Like MJ played there, but the atmosphere like wasn't crazy. So that that's why like I, the United Center crossed my mind, but also I didn't play there, so that's why also I probably didn't pick it, but. I will be picking the Pentagon officially because you'll see this year when we go play there. It's it's truly insane. No, so like, you had a different experience there than we did. So that, that makes sense. It's like sold out. Like when you walk out, there's just like people lining the floor 90 minutes before game time, like screaming. It's
0: That's it tough. was like
1: one of the loudest plays I've ever played. It's it's nuts. But That's the United tough. Center is a close second just because of the history. The only reason I'm not picking it is because like I just feel like when we played other Big Ten schools, they would have too many fans also there. That's why I'm not picking it. I think we would have a ton of fans because, I, as I've learned now, Iowa people just moved to Chicago after college. College. like Iowa nice. fans are like swarmed Chicago. It's insane. So we'd have a lot, but I just think there'd be too many other people that kind of crawl in. So I'm going with Pentagon, but also you guys didn't pick Banker's Life. That's like one of the well, coolest NBA arenas. No, yeah.
2: Yeah, we did it. we mean, did a yeah. Pick, yeah.
1: Uh, Bankers Life came into my head. I didn't want to pick Bankers Life. Okay. There. Cool. I'm going Pentagon and that's that's it. So yeah, I've I've very clearly won this draft. Um it's not close. I'll let, let the people decide. Thanks. We will let the people decide. We will let them decide.
2: Um, yeah, but, so, so, stop, so stop saying you won the draft, please. Okay, please. With stop the saying.
1: Palestra as my first pick, I have the Palestra, the Breslin Center, and Pinnacle Bank, all three on my team. Those all three could have been first-round picks, and I have them all on my team. So, you know, that, that's okay. We'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> I
2: got the Carrier Dome.
1: <laughs> the Carrier <laughs> Dome was the quietest arena I've ever played in. I felt like I was talking oh, too still. loud. Dick, and I got in the fourth round. It's Syracuse. It's Carmelo Aiton. I heard <laughs> Beheim during his timeouts. <laughs> I could hear what plays Beheim was calling during the timeouts. I could actually hear him in their hub. I heard him. Run two down for Buddy. I heard that. I heard him say that.
2: <laughs>
1: All, right. All right, guys.
2: Buddy's getting
1: the ball. Joe T. Patrick, especially Joe, thank you for coming on, being the first guest. We appreciate it this was fun um well we will learn from this one there were some there were some bumps but definitely i'm sure uh some people heard some heard some stories that they didn't know before about you and you know obviously with with our relationship with you we wanted to we, we wanted to have you on at some point so shout out to you shout out to your mom shout out to your family appreciate thank it. you for coming on we we uh we
2: appreciate it man we appreciate it and uh, uh, of course course thank you yeah. appreciate it yeah
0: thank you guys and i must say this is the first podcast i've ever been affiliated with in which the word dog shit was used
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 so, uh, quickly uh well, you you mentioned uh you mentioned sprue who is that uh, coach spira Kirk. okay yeah. okay clarifying yeah. that for the people Uh, that was funny, by the way. Once again, a reminder to uh, our viewers and listeners, Hames Homes is our sponsor. Hameshomes.com is where you can learn all about a mobile home park fit for a family and young kids or seniors. Come and experience the pristine landscaping and numerous amenities that accentuate the comfortable lifestyle that awaits you at Grandview Manufactured Home Community, HamesHomes.com, And it was big of them to step up and sponsor this. And uh, I really enjoyed watching and listening to the first one. And I would bet that you all did as well. And uh, we'll see you again in two weeks.